My name's Jared Dyke. I'm Ben Glauser. We got ourselves quite a fun weekend. We did. Yeah. Trying stuff, new stuff and... Trying to be all in public and stuff. Yeah. What's wrong with us? We should be hiding our faces <laughs> like we do normally. Yeah. We, we, have, we have faces for radio, not for, uh, not <laughs> not for, for public. Not for broadcast. No. Not, not, definitely not for YouTube <laughs> broadcasting. Um, but yeah, we had a good time with that. So uh, we'll, we'll just go right to it. Yeah. Thanks a lot for... Tag leader and Tony Prepara and the New, of the New England, New England Free Jacks and also U.S. Eagles um, for hanging out with us last Saturday. If you joined us and got even a little bit entertained by it, thank you for uh, for tuning in for all of two seconds or whatever it was, was that you all did. Um, thanks to Nineteen Crimes for giving us some free product. That that mule put me on my ass. Uh, yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> that mule definitely put me on my ass. Um, and then uh, patios, obviously, for letting us crash their party over there. Yeah, they were, they were surprisingly cool about it. Yeah, they were just like, oh, whatever. I was like, okay, cool, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks a lot, patios, for putting up with us and, you know, letting us invade your space a little bit. We weren't too super invasive. We stuck to our booth. Yeah, we pretty were much. in the corner where we belonged. And, yeah, basically. And, and we didn't bother anybody too yeah. much. So No, I don't think so. Yeah. So yeah, thanks a lot to everybody that uh, that helped make that happen, and, and that, our wonderful support staff yeah, that was with us. Support to, staff, indeed. They to were make sure that we had food and drink, and <laughs> they were there. We have we have some amazing women behind us, so over there, all four of us. So uh, yeah. thank you very much, ladies, for helping us out with that one. All right, so let's crack them. Do that first. I'd have a beer. I'd have a scrap. And as always, make sure that you check us out on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. Download us, rate us, review us. Um, you know, send us emails, tweet at us, all that good stuff. Uh, everybody wants the advice. You know, maybe they're just too afraid to ask because they feel like an idiot. Like once upon a time, I do. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. I still do. <laughs> Oops. And but let's yeah. let's let's remind the folks listening that that we're doing this before uh, any rosters have been announced. Um, yeah, for, for any of the, that, the matches this weekend. So if you have questions, say, on, on Friday um, or maybe even early Saturday uh, for the yeah. premiership, uh, please reach out to us on the on the Twitters. Um, we'll, we'll be more than happy to respond once once lineups are up. And, and if you have additional questions that maybe we didn't uh, get to or we didn't really answer here because we weren't really expecting to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, a really good way to know what those lineups are is to make sure that you have your Rogue Mag upgrade. Because that's the that is the biggest thing, hands down. There's other other cool things that come on that. All right, let's start, Mr. Penn. That's other. That's there's other cool things that come along with that. But really, that's the biggest thing. Like it's being huge. able to know. We we've seen that a lot in the the World Cup. Oh goodness. Where it's you know, to to and, and even and that's so much easier to to figure out you know to predict who a mm-hmm. squad might be. Um, Premiership, you just never know. So uh, especially with these guys all away right now. Exactly. The who yeah with with the. Godspeed. Half the teams are away, and <laughs> you need luck. to know who, who's playing, who's not. Um, the upgrade is, is a great way to do it. Uh, and then uh, uh, also the recommendations for the players, yeah. too, are extremely helpful. Very, very helpful. Yeah, so get yourself a rugby mag upgrade. You will not regret it one bit. All right, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll skim through most of the games. But let's, I mean, we got to address the elephant in the room from this past weekend, this past week, weekend. Uh, the typhoon that just ravaged Japan, the especially the, the Tokyo area of Japan, and it was uh, it was you know you, you get you get things put in perspective. People were upset about the cancellation of games. We can talk about that in a second, but it 
it just throws things. Yeah, and I'm willing to give them a little bit of a pass in that they didn't. I don't think I. It, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they didn't understand how bad it was going to be and the devastation that it would cause. Right. Because um, again, we hear and and that's especially true, for, I guess, for for European countries where they don't see too many hurricanes or, or you know, obviously they don't see typhoons. That's other side of the world. But, right. Um, you know, I know that that a couple of the hurricanes recently have gone up and, and hit in Ireland and in England. Uh, well, bet generally the UK in general, but I'm not sure that they've seen that kind of devastation and, and, and not to this the, level. the power that it, it, it has and mm-hmm. what it can do to um, cities. It can just it can rip through things really, really badly. And so I think people are understanding now, oh, because last I saw 35 people had died. Yeah. And that's, you cancel games for that. Even if it's the World Cup, you cancel games for that. That should tell you everything you need to know about why they decide these games aren't going to be played. So it's, it's okay. It's, it's, rugby, rugby takes a backseat to this stuff. And the, the knock on from everything sucks. It does. You know, but it's, it's not something that you can really debate. Mm-hmm. You know, lives are lives. Uh, props to our Canadian neighbors for going out there. They, their match was canceled. They said, screw it, we're going to go help. Because, yeah. hey, you got a bunch of big, strong, able-bodied boys. They have nothing to do. Let's go help. Yeah. You know, they're going to be stuck there for a little bit anyway. That, that's rugby. We, so. we're, we're good people. We help out. That's our boys. When, when we're needed. Well done, boys. Uh, and that's something we've seen before, too. In, in uh, I think it was the Houston area when yep. uh, Maria tore through Houston, we saw... The local rugby team had had gone out to to rescue people, and um, we got some big, strong, able-bodied boys. Might we as do. well use them. Yeah, so good on. And hands. of course, Canadians are going to be good neighbors like well, that. Yeah. We, That's what they do. Gotta love Canadians. <laughs> I love Canada. <laughs> love fishing in Quebec. Um, so yeah, that was great. That was really good stuff, and I'm, I applaud Canada and all the ruggers that that pitched into that effort because that's. Mm-hmm. That's not easy, and you right. know, we there's all all the, all the strong able bodies needed are are have to have to be out there to make this work. And I, I saw a tweet from DTH. He was in the he was in the airport mm. flying home, and he said people were people were coming up to him. People who didn't live in the area that was affected had come, were coming up to him and, and thanking Canada for the work they did. So that's great. It, it's obviously appreciated, and um, yeah, and, and Japan were great hosts. They've been great hosts the whole time. So. so. Yeah, we really as much as people are are upset about the canceled matches. Yeah, they did their best and they're doing their best. And it's, it's tough to. It's outside of their control. Yeah, so. it's tough to really, really give them too much too much flack here. Right. You know, we gotta we gotta consider that the you know this is actual people. This is actually the real world. Right. Rugby rugby is great and we love rugby, but it takes a backseat when it comes to this stuff. So the matches that were played. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump into them all the way back all the way back. Friday the 11th. No, even more than that. We got to oh. go to Tuesday, baby. Oh, geez. Yeah, we go to South Africa, Canada. Obviously, nothing big here. Uh, no surprises. Uh, the real talking point was the Larson Red Tard, and that was just absolutely hammerheaded. Yeah, no, unnecessary. Like, what are you doing? You <laughs> you didn't need to get involved in that, and you decided to anyway. And then, oops, you get red carded. Good mm. job. Um, Sorry, Josh. I know you're a free jack and all, but that was not <laughs> that was not your best decision that you've made in a while. I would I would uh, wager. And then Kobus Reinach gets on the field for a start finally, and hat trick city, baby. He was a magician with that ball too. He was just that he was just toying with Canada there, and yep. and it's uh, it, it, making them look silly. And that's nothing. No disrespect to Canada. It didn't matter who was on the other side yeah, of that field. Reinach's pretty good. Reinach was was gonna take it to him. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the South Africans take down the Canadians 66-7, to and that was their final pool game. Uh, the South Africans, obviously Canada's last one got got nixed, but it is what it is. So that was a <laughs> that was that was a wee bit of a beating to say mm. the least. And next, we had our boys. Yeah, that uh, was that was an unfortunate effort that time around. We we showed some gusto. We also played a very very angry Argentinian team that was very mad about the last result. So they took it out on us pretty good. Couldn't they have just played better in their first two matches? <laughs> like. How about instead of taking it out on the U.S., how about you play better against the big fish? No, no argument out of me. And and then you know we can play nice here and in, 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 you know intra squad America scrimmage here. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, that they gave it to us pretty good. Yeah, the U.S. showing that we're still clearly in tier two status. Right. Um, have some work to do. Definitely some work to do. Uh, Scully got over for a double, which was great. Yes. Yeah. You know, if there's if there's somebody that deserves a double on this team, he's probably on the short list. So uh, I was happy to see him get over for two. Uh, Paul Asike gets over. Mm-hmm. A, a fantastic person, let alone a, a freaking hard-nosed rugby player. So I like I like him. I was glad he got over. Uh, Malia, that guy, was killing us for the Argies. He he was a man man on fire. My goodness, couldn't believe it. I thought um, I thought they got a little hard done by. With one, it was a mall that was trying to go into the tri zone, and Creevy came in from the side. That I thought was pretty blatantly, but I don't know how much difference it would have made in the in the grand scheme of right. things. Right? I mean, they're... I thought it was a bit of an unfortunate call, but you know, when you're you you create your own luck sometimes. Yeah, and, and there's been a lot of it. There's been a lot of coming in from the side. I feel like, um, and and it was actually something back to going back to the South Africa match that I, I wanted to point out that. Mm-hmm. The referees, I feel like, treat the Tier 1 and Tier 2 nations differently at times. And I thought that for the second half of uh, Canada-South Africa, I, I can't remember who the referee was. Um, uh, it might have been Pierce. It was Pierce. It was Luke Pierce. Yeah. Um, because he was making South Africa be perfect. If they were in like a 45-degree angle at those rocks if they were coming in from that he's like nope you're in from the side like i want to see you coming straight through the and i think Etzebeth was like what the hell <laughs> it's like yeah you haven't been refereed like that in maybe your probably, entire probably life probably three years at least <laughs> <laughs> and so uh for, for him he was obviously clearly confused by by the call but it's like the professional teams seem to get those calls and then if you're not that one of those you know high level teams they're like oh, i didn't really like that maybe i'll, I'll mm-hmm. i won't let it go um but yeah. it, it, it's just I think we can if we get that consistency not just between tier one and tier two but if we can get that consistency just everyone say here's what in from the side actually means right. whether here's it be a mall like. or a ruck um, let's clear that up and let everybody be ref to the same standard yeah because no we see that we see that with our clubs here where if you're you know we we're we're a D two team in America mm-hmm. Boston rugby is and um, we don't get the same quality of refereeing we don't get the same Cons- like not consistency, but the same type of calls that the, the D1 or the MLR teams would get. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, how are we supposed to function at a higher level Yeah, if I mean, we're not we, getting the same? If- we know the referees that are that we see when they see that. We see, we see them roll up. We go, oh, no. Right. And there's other ones where we go, oh, hey, I like this guy. Yeah, <laughs> he'll let us do stuff. This <laughs> yeah. is going to be fun. I like this guy. Or, All right, cool. Yeah, or he'll ref it ev- evenly and be very yeah. clear about what yeah, he wants. Swall- either swallow your whistle or be better. One of the, one of the two, <laughs> yeah. please. Um I will say, and you know, obviously this will go to the next match too. I don't think Hanko Hammersheis has done himself anything bad this this tournament. I thought he's played himself 
pretty well into the light. I don't think he's done anything special, but I also think he's shown that he has a motor, which he definitely does, and that he's just willing to put his nose into all the places that you have to be able to as a flanker. So um, I hope I hope good things come for him. Uh, and he was he was pretty even keeled. He didn't get too hot. He never got too, but he always kept working. So I uh, I, I applaud him. I was watching him definitely in particular just to see how he did, and I thought I thought he did pretty well. I thought he did himself quite the service just by uh, putting in the work that he did this this tournament. So mm. uh, good on Hanko. Yeah. Yeah, so RG's take down the U.S. forty-seven seventeen in a somewhat well fought, but still a <laughs> one-sided match. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know if both of those can exist at once, but it did. And then we had uh, Scotland Russia. That was oh, that was a whole lot of nothing right there. Yeah, that's a walk. I mean, yeah, the Russians were just so beat. Yeah, they're just so beat. I'm kind of expecting that, but not. I was expecting that this kind of score is sixty-one nothing. I was expecting that earlier in the tournament for them, but right. obviously. Their last match, they're ready to go home. Yeah, I think they were ready to pack it in. Uh, and then Wales, Wales got themselves quite the scare from the Fijians. So the Fijians do have something. They just got to right. do it consistently. It's yeah. clear. They had a first half against thing. Australia, and then they had this match. Mm-hmm. And then they just laid a huge egg against Uruguay. Yeah. It was just, oh, it was very painful. So. Some some jackal picked Tuyasova as their sit of the week. Whoops. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tuisova and Rodrajra both had days. Yeah, they did. So, oops, Daisy shows you shows you how much I know. Uh, but I thought, I mean, the Welsh obviously they put a decent team out there too. They didn't put nobody's out there. They were, no. it, you know, bigger went down with a concussion. He he missed the following match as well, probably mm-hmm. for good reason. Uh, but they they didn't put nobody's out there, and they obviously saw a reason to not do that. So, good on them. Josh Adams just continues to light the whole World Cup up. He just. What do you get? Do you get two or three in letting this match? The, uh, oh, I'm not sure. Um, uh, yeah, he's letting everyone up. I mean, this is this is something three. that he started back in the Six Nations, and he's just yep. rolling it on through. He's yeah. uh, carried it over to Western, obviously has carried it on here. Now he's going to, I think, Cardiff. This mm. is where he signed for for the coming season. So Cardiff got lucky with that one. That's a that's a big pickup for them for sure. Uh, but it was a it was a great match. The Virginians rocked up for the last one, and I was. I was happy that they were not going down without a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly showed that they have some amazing players that definitely belong on this type of stage, sure. on this type of level. They just need to provide a little consistency. And I think World Rugby can do them a favor. That's a long conversation for another time. Right. But you know, we know that they could get a little help. And if they got that little bit of help, I think you'd be impressed with what happens. Um, but the Fijians go down 29-17. to 17, Wales... T- Get, put themselves back in control of group, group uh, was it C, D, D, I think. But, yeah, they uh, they took that over. Yeah, D. D, okay. And then we went rolled over to game week five of our uh, TRM and also the final set of fixtures where we had a little bit of a, a, little bit of a hiccup. Nothing, yeah. nothing really to be done about it, but, you know, uh, Australia, Georgia. Um, Georgia kind of rocked up to a, a, a D-powered Australian team for a little while. They... They made him earn it. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. This Australian team didn't just like cut through them. They they really had to find ways through that wall because Georgia was really putting the hits on. They were, and that was uh. I mean, it was a, it was a good performance by by Georgia. Um, like you said, they're not they weren't backing down. Mm-hmm. Um, from even and it wasn't quite that that deep powered aside uh, that that Australia threw at them. Um, I mean, had, there's good names on there, but at the same right. time, there's other names I would expect to be on this team sheet too so it was at least like a 
half, half, yeah. half power. It was, and so. and they had they, they had the other guys, uh, some other halves on the on the ba- uh, on the bench. So mm-hmm. um, it, w- it was certainly many familiar names for Australia on, on the starters and in reserves. Mm-hmm. And uh, Georgia said, "We're we might not be there, but we're knocking on the door." Yes, absolutely. And, and that's really you know Georgia, I'd say, come out of this uh, World Cup with, um, you know, they got they got a win, and mm-hmm. um, they, you know, they they're. They we all we all know that they're knocking on the door, especially for Six Nation status, right? Um, and they kind of show that they're they're not far away, um, but they still are on the outside yeah. looking in. Yeah, they're on the outside looking in. Um, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a big a, a big step for them, but I think mm-hmm. it's not as big a one as it no, used to I be mean, for them. No, you're looking at Georgia now, and, and it's one of these. If we slip up just a little bit, even you know, a team oh, yeah. like Australia, they slip up a little bit, and Georgia's gonna. Yeah, definitive ban- banana peel right here for teams if they're not paying attention. Uh, definitive, ugh, we got to give a hats off. Mamuka Gagatsas walks away from the game after this World Cup for at least international duty, and what what a warrior he's been for the for this team. Mm-hmm. And he's I, I certainly have a lot of admiration for him. He's been a huge part of this team for a long time. Obviously, he's a very good club club player. On top of that, so he's uh, he's done a lot of good for his country. And, and he's just one of those guys that plays the game right, and he, he's not somebody that pisses and moans by any means, and he just he puts his nose down, that big ugly nose of his, and does the work. And uh, so hats off to Mamuka for, for a fantastic career and for getting Georgia where he got them. Right. You know, not single-handedly, but certainly he had a huge hand in it. And then, unfortunately, we couldn't, we couldn't say goodbye to Sergio, and it was, it was a painful thing. But at the same time, you know, there was... There's nothing to be done, but uh, nobody will forget Parise for what he's mm-hmm. done, and that's just that. That is what that, that's the facts. You know, I think his last match against the All Blacks would have been special. I don't think it would have gotten the way he wanted to, no. but I think it would have been special for him to play his final World Rugby match uh, on uh, as an international player against the All Blacks. But um, hats off to him as well. He's been a fantastic player, and again, talk about somebody who's done a lot for their country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sergio Parise's had a huge impact on that Italy team. And he'll he's he's gonna live on forever as as a legend of that team. So good for, good on Sergio. Unfortunately, just the weather didn't want to cooperate. Yeah, nothing to be done about it. Uh, Make a good story to tell the grandkids. Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't feel good now, but no. it's it's something to he can he he can rest on it in about yeah. a week or so and be like, okay, it wasn't so bad. Right. Yeah, and then Lacrunch obviously got canceled as well. And I don't think that we can really sit there and. I don't think anybody outside of France really touted that the English probably would have take this, taken this team down to mm-hmm. win the pool anyway. So, right. eh, sorry, France. So be it. And then we have the match that we watched on YouTube yeah. while, we were, while, we were, while we were on live. Uh, it was, um, I can't say that I paid attention to every second of this match, but, you know, it, it went the way that we thought it would. Right. Uh, maybe with, like we said, maybe with mm-hmm. we thought that Samoans might have rocked up a little bit more and maybe the scoreline is a little bit flattering to Ireland. But. It is, and and I what I what I also saw, um, and I I, th- I mentioned it during the during the broadcast was that Ireland were getting away from their crash ball rugby, which to me says they realize that there's a gap in, um, the way they play their mm-hmm. their their tactics versus other teams. I think they they've learned a little bit from that Japan match as far as oh we can't just run right into the interior defense and assume that that's going to win us a match, um, against some of the top level teams, um. But uh, it worked out. I mean, it worked out on the scoreboard. It, it, there's there's some 
obviously some fits and starts with it during the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure the the World Cup in the middle of the World Cup is the place to start changing your tactics, <laughs> uh, but we'll see what happens with Ireland. Yeah. Um, one got... one note that we we learned uh, just um, a few hours ago is uh, Bundiaki uh, banned for three weeks, mm-hmm. which would end his World That's Cup. That's pretty much going to end the World Cup right um, there for him. They're appealing. We'll see what happens. So you um, think it may get it down to a couple of weeks or something. But or something. I um, mean, the Samoans all went, came to his defense and said right. he shouldn't be banned. Yeah, I mean that was a that's one of those bang bang plays where it's really unlucky. it's really difficult for him to get to a, a good position. He could have. That's why I I, I agree with the red card because it's one of those. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you meant to do. This freaking nailed the guy in the head (laughs) yeah Um, and i I just kind of wish that that uh world rugby had taken that into consideration that it really you know when you're going for a ball and then all of a sudden you're going for a tackle yeah you know with changing your target really makes things a a bit difficult it does and and i would hope that they would have uh taken that into account but Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like they did um and we'll talk in a little bit about sounds like three weeks is pretty much the standard at this point right they've set the standard Mm -hmm. so i i i understand them going with it i'm not i'm not at all um, uh, criticizing World Rugby mm-hmm. for this decision. It's it's a f- completely fair decision. All I'm saying is I hope they uh, they can re- they, 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 they can can think better this, about yeah. it. Yep. Um, the the still out of lamb, lamb red card that was probably uh, the right decision as well. Yeah. Um, you know, two guys trying to get low, trying to get low, and just didn't quite get low enough. Oh. And you know, yeah, he still caught him in the beak, but it a yellow card was probably fair. Mm. You know, it still caught him upstairs, and that's that sucks. But at least he tried. Yeah, you know, he was he was trying to sink his level. It just got a really, just the target fell really right. low. Right. You know, and it happens. So that was that was probably the right result for that. Uh, the Samoans are uh, they. I, I, again, I have to say that was not that was not the res, the performance I was expecting out of them for this this World Cup. I know they pushed Japan pretty hard, mm-hmm. um, but you know, other than that. And obviously they they trounced Russia, which they should have. So right. that was that. Those were the only two games that I would have thought that they would have at least had a shot in. And really, they didn't show me anything out of the ordinary. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, I think again they have some fantastic players. They need a little bit of help from World Rugby. I think they could be a lot more. Uh, and, you know, you, I look down this lineup and I see guys that I know. I know. Right. So it's like, all right, this is not a bad team, but they just need to be able to get together a little bit more often. Is basically yeah. what it comes down to. So. The Irish take care of the Samoans, forty-seven to five, and they got themselves qualified for the knockout round with this win. And then they had to sit on their hands and wait and see which pool, which pool spot they got, whether they got winner or runner-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we we found obviously we found out later on that maybe Canada was canceled, but then our boys rocked up, and it was a bit of a disappointing game for both of us. I I believe would be the accurate way to say it. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, disappointment is 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 one way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, you know, just... it was it was not the effort that I was thinking was going to come out of this team. I thought we played some some haphazard rugby at, at points. Yeah, you know, and just uh, falling again, falling off tackles is a huge thing for tier two teams. If you're going to rock up against you know either either the higher end of tier two or tier one, you have to make your tackles. You can't fall off. Mm-hmm. And uh, the boys fell off a lot of tackles, unfortunately, and. It caused havoc. We got lucky that they kept screwing up left and right. Yeah, and we were probably pretty fortunate to be in the position we were in. Definitely. You know, come you know near the end of the game where but, it was close. It was still close at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the final Piatout, um, the Viano, Viano try sealed the deal. Yeah. But that was pretty much it right there. Yeah, and um, 
um, first off, Mikey Teo got uh, two. Got to put two down. Uh, came off the bench uh, for injury or mm-hmm. fairly early in the game. Yeah, Scully went down, and uh, and Teo just rocked up and 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 found space and did the things that we've been waiting for Teo to do. So that's a step forward, uh, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, Will Hooley, I thought was uh, did a, did a very good job at fifteen. He is he is this, this team is so much better when he's playing fullback. And, right. and and you know maybe it's not that hard of a knock on anybody else. Maybe it is, but really I think it's I'm, what I'm trying to impress on people is that he is that much better than anybody who else we have because right. he is that good. I, I think it's time for us to recognize that that Teo is a was a wing. Yeah, and he plays. I agree. Uh, 15s, not a 15. Um, he just, yeah. I, I saw one in one of the earlier matches where he was returning a kick and got tackled by a prop in midfield. And it's like, come on, man. Dude, dude. Make those guys. You got Those are the guys you got to make. You got to run around them, yeah. especially with his size. Run around the, the, the big guys and then power over the little guys. Don't try to power over a prop in midfield. No, like, that's never so, a good decision. So his decision making is. made his life easy. <laughs> right. His decision making isn't the best at times at 15. Um, but then he, uh, he, 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 looked right and, he looked hard at wing. Yeah, he did. So I'll, I'll give him that. And then my one down is, and and I, that sounds like I was, and, and I'm, I'm hit and miss on Teo, so I, w- I was very happy to see that. My one down was uh, Al Jabori. Um, there was a scrum. Cold. There was a Pretty scrum tight. where the where uh, uh, Vipulu picks and runs, and yeah, there's Al Jabori just still on hanging, the on the, yeah, hanging on the scrum. Dude, I remember the head down, one. and I'm just like, uh, he's 20 meters like, behind dude, you, dude. Get, like, off, the get off the scrum. Come on. Oh, I was shouting at the TV. I was like, like come on. Get like, the, oh, like come on, man. You're a seven, and you're you're letting that guy. I would have been there like, faster for God's sake. Yeah, seriously. Good God. <laughs> so uh, just that, – but that's the thing. It's it's these uh, little that, – that, that's the that's to me the difference between the U.S. and everyone else. It's not – it's obviously not the, the skill or the – I mean, well – Skill as far as your talent, they're 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 not talents there. They're they're fast. They're strong. They just don't know the game, mm. and they don't know don't. you know. They, they, there's just a little bit where they're just not quite picking up the the little things that other teams would do mm. and not even think about. Um, where whereas you can see the the gears grinding in, in the American players' heads. And once yeah. you move, past, that's the, that's the 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 frustration point that we have to move past as a as a, a country. Yeah, well, um, we have to be able to get these guys to just act on instinct and not necessarily have to think about the decision. Because right. you know? if they're thinking about it, the other guy's already gone. Already it's, gone. It's, it's too late. See, uh, I thought, um, again, I, I thought DeHaas played pretty darn well. I mm-hmm. thought he had some uh, a few aimless kicks, but he had yeah. a couple that were brilliant. So I'll give him, you know, as a young kid, I'll, I'll give him credit and I'll, I'll, and I'll let the other stuff slide. Uh, I thought that was really good stuff. And I think... Yeah, really. That was that was pretty much the end. Um, we talked about Teo. Uh, mm-hmm. Fry had a rough go. Yeah. Uh, had a d- decent day. Yes, he did. Um, Tony Lamborn was in, was in some sort of mood because he was pissing off Nigel Owens. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that he scored a try and he's yell- like, first off, dude, you're American. You're you're, you're going to yell at Nigel Owens. Yeah. Don't do like that. don't do that. You're, Please you're, don't do you're that. making all of us look bad. That yeah. that pissed me off. Yeah. I was like, just he'll get it. He's better. He he's better at what he does than you are what you do. Probably so let him do what he does. <laughs> Probably without true. giving him any shit about it. Yeah, and to and to look at the Tongans, let's not look at this completely on one side. Like they obviously had a fantastic, they had some great plays. This game, this game could have been way more out of hand right. if they had finished more. Well, you so, mentioned Savetta having a good game, except was it him that, that knocked it on? Uh, yeah, which that, was unfortunate. That pretty much turned the game on its head right there. Right, it, and and because we were on the five meter line, banging mm. on the door, and they turned one, and into... they, they they turned it right into points. Mm-hmm. They, they, like that's the credit to to Tonga for for picking that up and 
and yeah. you know being on their the own space. doorstep and then seeing the space and scoring the try. Yeah. Like that's good stuff. That's the that. kind of stuff that 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 decides a game. It is in in twenty seconds. Those little things right there, man. That's the difference. Um, obviously, their their loose head had a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he had a pretty good day. Toulouse Viano had a great day, obviously. And then hats off to Siali Piatau for mm-hmm. being the. A, a true talisman for this Tongan team. This was his last go around in the in a Tongan shirt, and he has not he has not disappointed that shirt by any means whatsoever over the years. And he's a phenomenal player. I look forward to seeing him play more and more. Um, somebody said that he's unattached right now, or no, not him. Uh, La- Jack Lamb's unattached. Lamb's unattached. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. I say like, that sounds like a crime. Well, mm-hmm. but either one really, I think, would be a crime. But right. um, Pietro I'm, definitely. I'm guessing Lamb gets signed in the next like week or two. Yeah, he, he won't be he won't be teamless for yeah, that. Yeah, he won't be jobless by any means. Uh, so uh, hats off to the Tongans. They played they played a phenomenal game. Uh, they we we probably made the score look a little closer than they deserved. Uh, Thirty one to nineteen to the Tongans over our Eagles. Uh, that ends both teams' World Cups. And then we had we had Wales and Uruguay. Uh, the Uruguayans actually played pretty well for a spell. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. They were uh, they were making this they were making this a tough one on the on the Welsh. Uh, you know they obviously it, it, truly the quality just ends up being what the thing that comes to the end, and they just don't quite have the the right amount of quality you need. You had some hammerhead decisions. Uh, in their own end, which caused them to get yellow cards and you know some cynical play, but in the end, they really put they put a pretty good showing on this team. I know thirty five thirteen doesn't sound like it was a good game for a while. It was. I think Davies ran one in over the end. I and mean, they had two and, tries in the last seven minutes. Yeah. Wales did. So I mean, so up until seventy minutes, this was a pretty good game, right? So it was twenty one thirteen up until then. So okay, so there you go. That, that's. That's a pretty good scoreline yeah. for Uruguay. So and I'm, I'm, I mean, we we know the Uruguayans have something in them. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm impressed with how much, how far they've come. So I, I give my hats off to the Uruguay and the the Los Terros. Uh, they did, uh, they they did their country very proud in this World Cup. Yeah. Obviously, they picked up a huge win against Fiji, but even in some of the other games, they really showed that they had some moxie to to shoot back at these other teams and say, we are not going to be the pushovers. You know, I, I think the Australians got them pretty good, but the other teams had a really hard time with them. Yeah. You know, you know, Welsh, the Wales had a hard time. The Georgians had a hard time with them. So, you know, good on the good on Uruguay. Uh, I, I'm glad to see that we have another team in the Americas that's starting to come through and really start to sh- show that they have a little bit of something to give to the rest of the universe here. And the and end of the week. The, oh, my God. <laughs> so my wife hits me, and she's like, you know the, the the Japan Scotland game kicks off in fifteen minutes. I was like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> I was like, yeah, "You know," and, uh, for those that don't know, it was six forty-five in the morning here, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to do it because <laughs> actually they've been for to our benefit, they've been really good about not spoiling other games, so yeah. I could watch this game and not worry about the other two and knowing the result. So uh, I was like, you know what, let's do it. I'm going to watch this, and I think I think I'll be better for it. And I was happy I watched this freaking game. Uh, absolute classic just oh my goodness and the emotion that came over this both teams both teams really but definitely definitely the japanese obviously with the goings on in the last 24 48 hours and then obviously this is a huge milestone for this japanese team and i i I, you know you can't be much happier than for these guys because it's just so it's so monumental for them in so many ways that you can't even just you can't even put it all into words 
and they kept their composure extreme. They kept their composure better than Scotland did. Let's yep. put it that way. I mean, we were both we both at the same time texted each other. <laughs> wow, Jamie Ritchie's being a complete ass. He was a dickhead. Oh man, did not do himself any favors. No, I oh. guess he's not going to be a lion anytime soon. No, I wouldn't pick him. No way. <laughs> Dude, like he was, he played his balls off. But man, was oh, yeah. he an asshole? Yeah, I, you know, you you can you can play your balls off and not, not be, be an asshole. asshole. Just FYI, you oh. know, you don't you don't have to do that. And I thought he was being a complete dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> he oh. got he get he gave somebody a bump with their knee with his, his knee, knee, and yeah. then he and then he expects they're going to do nothing about it. Cool. Right. I would get up and be like, I'm going to kill you. Right. Pretty now. sure that was Tamara. Yeah. Um, but oh come on, dude, you're a seven. Don't right. be bumping a freaking fly half. Right. Like do it to a prop or something if you want to show some nuts. Good Lord. Um, I will say, and I'm not going to harp on this too hard because he's taking boatloads of shit on right now for for this performance um, at this World Cup. But I do, and it comes down to a lot of questions about this particular topic in so many ways. Selection. And we talked about it pre-World Cup and his selections of, and omissions of guys. But in this game itself, to me, I saw a lot of names that did well against Russia, mm-hmm. and this is this was their reward. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, these guys should have hosed Russia. Like, I would not put any stock into those performances. I'm sorry. Like, sorry, Russia was at the end of their World Cup. They were battered. They were beaten. They were a team that probably didn't belong there to begin with. So you stack all three of those things on top of it, of course you're going to hose the team. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be impressed by any of your guys. If they didn't impress you up until that game, they probably weren't that impressive to begin with. So to reward them for that type of for a performance against that team, no offense against Russia, but what the fuck are you doing, Gregor? Like, good God. I, I thought that I thought there were some selections both in their starting lineup and on their bench. I was like, I right, like, like where you- the fuck was Sean Maitland? Why was he not a part of this team? Tell me, somebody explain this to me because I I may not know shit about shit, but could he not have made a difference with this fucking game? Like they had to stick Chris Harris on the wing, Mm -hmm. and he's not a fucking wing. No, like uh, I'm done. I lost lost my words. I'm done. And and to me, it was uh, you know Stuart McAnally's not starting. Yeah, not what? what, what, (sighs) (laughs) Carry on. Yeah, Um, let's go to let's go to the good. Um, Fair enough. Can we please? Can we please talk about Kenki Fukuoka? Yes, <laughs> this dude was on fire for this tech. So, so this guy. I mean, if He's you want a talisman problems. for a team, uh, this is your guy because yeah, he just he when he came on against Ireland, he dominated. He yeah, won that game he, against he made Ireland. A huge, he made a huge difference in that game. And then and he won it late. This game, I feel like he won early with just everything he did that that the, the, he sees uh, Stuart Hogg creep up from from the from the uh, the fullback yeah. position and join the back line he's like oh I'll just chip it behind and let my guy run onto it mm-hmm. fuck I mean, just little the things hand, the one hand grab I, and the, oh, everything oh oh like it's nothing you know yeah. like, <laughs> like he's done no it his deal. whole life I mean, I mean the steal, the steal and and takeoff that he had oh, for his second try too to catch it because that's a knock he that drops that that's a knock yeah, that's absolutely. a knock on he ripped it he ripped it forward yep that's a knock uh, we've seen that in in countless other matches to get the wherewithal be like nope, nope I'm, I'm catching this and I'm taking ca- off and then yeah he's stumbling as he's catching it and still can can kept his feet and took kept, off right I, I, yeah that was a that was a great uh, you know talk about a performance when you need it and another man that you know i haven't exactly spoken highly of in terms of fantasy but obviously we know he's a fantastic person mike leach seemed to be everywhere oh he was everywhere so uh, i he, it's I not translating about it's one a of those... guy that yeah. just puts it when the chips are down and he's gonna put put his put everything on it and come in with a performance he did he did and and if he can continue doing that this is gonna be a 
they, they might not be done after this coming weekend. Yeah, we'll see, man. It's, um, uh, it's a p- opponent they're familiar with, so right. Because yeah, because a lot of, you know they'll a lot of their their at least in the in the forwards their their mm-hmm. their fantasy values weren't that high for this for this match. But no, because um, it wasn't have... really a they they used their they they were smart. Um, Japan used their backs to to beat Scotland because their backs are you know they're I I don't know about the the pack play going up against Scotland whose pack isn't great isn't bad but why would you beat your head against that pack that you don't need to when yeah. when your backs are just outclassing them oh did they ever yeah I and you know it's sad to say but the man a man that needed to step up for Scotland and really was invisible was Hogg. Yeah, I didn't notice him more than one or two phases in the whole match. Right, not not a great thing when you're supposed to be a, a world class fullback. No, and and he's not. He wasn't getting space. The same thing we I just criticized um, Teo for doing. Mm-hmm. There were there were times where where Hogg took a kick and then just ran it straight back in the line, like straight directly up the field, and it's like, dude, that, that's not where the space Go is. Around. <laughs> like, that's not what you do anyway. So just odd to see him do that. Um, unless he just didn't trust his wings to to be there to support him. I mean, maybe he didn't like the wing selection. Just right. saying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's possible too. Just saying. I you know I like Darcy Graham and I and I like Tommy Seymour, but I don't know why Peter Horn. I like Blair Kinghorn, but I don't know why Peter Horn's the selection for your midfield and or additional backs up. Yeah. Like, yeah. No bad bad decisions all around. I wouldn't have picked Hastings either. I think you need well, I mean, two back three subs really. Right. Keep Finn Russell on the field. Yeah, not, he was a magician. He was. He played brilliantly. He was, that was the, see that I I hadn't seen that um Up until uh, this game, that yeah. Finn Russell mm-hmm. have that game until this game mm-hmm. and and it's it's a shame that 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 was that's going to be his last game in the World Cup this year because it was fuck a hell of a lot fun to watch. Um, yeah, he was doing some fun but stuff. But maybe it would maybe it would have been helpful if you know some guys like. McWigan and Hutchinson mm-hmm. were available in the centers. Maybe you would have seen that Finn Russell more often. Right. Guys, um, guys that – because nobody – and I like Sam Johnson. I like Chris Harris. I don't think they're bad players. But I think certainly Hutch strikes a little bit more fear into the heart of a defense because he can burn you. Right. And also he's just willing he, – he's not a big guy, but, man, he's willing to just take the punishment and crash it up. But he's also not going to make you miss too sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's not – he provides a different element that I think these other guys don't, and that's that is the difference. I think you're right. Yeah. I think that would have been a huge difference. So it beats the shit out of me. But the Japanese qualify, add their feather to the cap for the knockout stage. It's beautiful. And it's it's a great thing for world rugby. You know, the first Asian team to qualify for the knockout stage of the Rugby World Cup. You, there's nothing. There's nothing sad about this, really. I know Scotland are sad, but that's really they're the only ones that are sad. <laughs> right? Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, man. not sorry. Yeah, I mean they're the, they're the only ones. Everybody else is extremely happy for this team. Yeah. Uh, again, what they've gone through and all that stuff. It's it, it's it, it's a it. They are where they belong for sure. Uh, so they're gonna. They got quite a. They got quite a task in front of them, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, to the top scorers of the week. Um, for game week five, uh, and I mean, center was <laughs> Piatau, Cali Piatau from the Tonga. Uh, both centers, both, scored, both centers scored, from Tonga, scored, <laughs> scored really well. Um, so be it. <laughs> yeah. Um, fullback again, Vianu from Tonga. Sorry, apparently we were porous. Uh, Johnny Sexton for, uh, takes the lead at fly half. Um, right behind him, Finn Russell, and the flanker position, uh, Gorgadza. 
from Georgia gets 42, and Jamie Rickshaw actually comes in second. With I mean, he was um, he was amazing except Again, for him being a dick. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah, like there was. I think that was the one thing that was keeping him that was keeping him from uh, well, and the scoreline. But he would not have been man of the match just because he was a dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be like, I thought this guy was nasty, so he's not getting it. Yeah. Um, Talu Latu from Australia takes the hookers, although Herman Kessler was right behind mm. him. So uh, good on him. Uh, CJ Stander for the for the true eight men out there take, takes that one. Although Jack Lamb again right behind him in the mm. same game. Uh, Fisi Hoy from Tonga with the loose head prop takes the takes yeah. the score line there for the prop sixty four for long for long and Reese Carr right behind him. Oh wow! Go for a ride in my Reese Carr. <laughs> Forty eight. You know Tony Lamborn made the uh, the dream team for for yeah, FRD. Yeah, saw so. that. Hey, yeah, there you go. Good on him. Uh, hey, but we got one in there. It's all right, <laughs> at least. Uh, Sonny T- Tani Sakalua takes it for the scrum half, mm-hmm. although he had Murray and Ella Davies right behind yep. him. And we had uh, Johnny Gray take it home for the second rows, along with Kane LaPepe from Samoa. Johnny Gray was a tackling machine. He was machine. everywhere. That's not, that's not new. Nothing new. <laughs> that's the same old Johnny Gray that yep. we know. Uh, Kinky Fukuoka takes, yeah. it, takes it home for the... Wings, Jordan Lamer right behind him. Uh, not right behind him. He was pretty good distance. And then another distance behind him is Corbetti. Mm. So that t- that tells you what that, that brings home right there. So that's good stuff. Did we go? Did we do fullback too? Yeah, we did fullback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. About preview. Um, so I went through trm i was looking at guys that are either in form or not in form and also guys that are highly selected and then compare that with points against average and all that shit i didn't count the 19 points that um trm awarded all players that were had their matches canceled because right. they didn't actually score the bloody points they no. just they were just awarded it and really if you went over to the games they didn't even show up yeah so it was just it, it awarded it for your teams but not necessarily to the player if that makes sense so for in on the england side uh ben young's start Sam Underhill and Tom Curry both start. Vunapula start. The Aussies are having a rough go against back rows. Um, and I'll, I'm going to say, if I say sit, it's because they do well. It doesn't necessarily mean you, you can't play them. But the um, the two wings, Johnny May and Anthony Watson, at least the two of them, anticipating sit. And then Jenks, uh, they got a couple of tall line they, they probably are one of the few teams that can rival England in a line out. And, they're, and they have a t- they have a bunch of big jumpers so they might cause some trouble i'm not saying jinx can't get it done what i'm saying is there might be a better option is what Mm -hmm. it comes down to australia on the other side um again we talked about this weird little thing england don't do well against fly half so (laughs) tamua is the only one i would start don't start lelia fano or foley tamua is the only one i would start unfortunately it might be lelia fano but it is that is what it is um corabetti and halet petty both Go ahead and start those guys. They both have been on fire. They've both scored plenty of points. Um, I don't see a reason for them to find a way to stop. Um, Hooper, I would start with caution. I have him as a sit, but he's also been, again, he's also been on fire. So I'd start with him with caution. Karevi, nope. Karevi and O'Connor, no. Not with Tulangi in that middle. No, O'Connor no, hasn't been getting points in no, at all. No, he hasn't. But he's, he's highly been, selected. It's he's amazing. He's been one of the, my, the biggest disappointments Same. in my squad, who I, I just never bothered to cut because it's like, well... Fuck it. No, well, now we're to the point where we can delete, Which I already squ- did. delete our squads anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Latu and Genia sit. Uh, the second rows, mm-hmm. I would sit as well. And yeah. then, again, David Pocock's been okay, but cautiously start him if you have to. But there what might are your be thoughts on Hooper? Uh, same thing. Cautiously start him only if you have to. If you have another option that seems a little bit better, maybe roll with that. But if, Jotting that down? Because I signed that, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
again, he's been scoring super well. So yeah. if that's your guy, okay, just mitigate your expectations a right. little bit. Okay. So yeah, those are your start sits. So on to, uh, so I, I'm, I'm lucky enough. I get some some very interesting uh, yeah. rematches coming up. <laughs> yeah, this will be fun. Um, so the first one is uh, New Zealand and Ireland uh, rematch. Dublin, Dublin part two. Yeah. Um, so th- I don't think this is going to be a high scoring affair. So yeah, favor true. favor some forward heavy lineups. Mm-hmm. Um, Ireland, like as I said earlier, are, are, have been working on a more expansive attack. But I'm guessing that once they get to New Zealand, they're going to run back to home and, and, and <laughs> maybe safety we'll and, see because <laughs> that's what worked more, more than yeah, anything. That's, it, that's, that's how they beat them. So that's how they beat them. Yeah. It, it, it's certainly a, a, a good that. option for them. Mm-hmm. So from uh, that means from the New Zealand side, um, and then looking at how Ireland have, have matched up uh, through, throughout the tournament, mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at the back rows. Uh, Ireland are 15th in points against for for back rows, um, so I'm looking at Sevilla and Reed. And, okay, and I, it shocks me that I'm um, I'm suggesting Reed because I, a lot of again a lot of the things he does don't show up on fantasy. Right, but, but he's shown up. He's been yeah, a big fantasy he's player. A, he's this, had a couple of good games. Tournament. So there you go. Um, and then Locks uh, Retallick, um needs to be on your Brody, team. Brody, Brody, um, and then whether it's Barrett or Whitelock. It could be either. It could. They could go either way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I can't make a determination now. Mm-hmm. Um, I go with one of those two because, as even though Ireland are 15th in points against for back rowers, they're 17th in in points against yes. for locks. Yes. So they they will give up points to locks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so find yourself a, a Kiwi lock. Yeah. There you go. Um, for Ireland, you start uh, uh, tied Furlong, um, and then. Ryan and Hen- I'll pick the right. I yeah. promise. <laughs> I had Healy on my team. Right. Um, Ryan and Henderson at the locks mm-hmm. are going to have big days. Um, Omani and Stander. Omani, I, I, I can't expect him to repeat the performance he did. He had against the Kiwis. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but he's I still going to be a tackling machine. He's going to tackle a lot. That's true. Um, and CJ Stander will, will yeah. have. Uh, um, he usually uh, does damage either way. A, right. He finds a way to score. That's for sure. And then, uh, so New Zealand have been good against locks, but they haven't played a team like Ireland that really features their locks since South Africa. And and Etzebeth scored well against them, so that's okay, why I'm saying uh, no, Ryan and a, Henderson that's should an be. Point. And then Connor Murray should be on your team. Yeah, uh, no, there should be no question about that's that. A de- that's a decent nine either way. Um, for sits, uh, the props for New Zealand, uh, one they don't score enough to to really to warrant rate. it. Yeah. Um, and then even though Ireland are giving away loads of points to props, I still wouldn't bother with with the New Zealand props because okay. you're not going to keep them for that long. Um, I'd sit uh, whoever is at fullback, whether it's Ben Smith or one of the Barretts. Mm-hmm. Um, Ireland are third against a third in points against for fullbacks, so they're okay. not giving up points to fullbacks. Yeah, back three is probably not any better anyway. So right, and uh, for sits for Ireland, um, Rory Best, uh, New Zealand yeah. are stifling hookers. He's struggled in the lineout. Yep, um, those are the points that should be easy money for for the hookers, and and, and Ireland are having trouble with it. And then for Ireland, everyone outside the nine. Yeah. Um, they're, New Zealand are sixth overall against centers and wings and fourth against fullbacks. They're not going to give up points to those backs, especially not for, for Ireland, whose, whose backs aren't all that strong in the first place. No. Um, and then with Bundiaki out, it, it's that, yeah, that that's really... Yeah, make things real interesting. Right. Um, so, yeah, those those are my... Uh, Fair enough. New Zeds and Ireland. Yes, yes. Um, the Welsh and the French rematch of the first, kick, first game of the Six Nations this year, which, unfortunately, France kind of pissed away. 
Really? Well, France? Wait. <laughs> Say that again because I, I must not have day. heard that right. <laughs> Shocker of the day, right? <laughs> um, yeah. See Sebastian Bamahina. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In the past to nowhere. <laughs> yeah, the past to George North. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to go to him, right? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, the um, so for the Welsh, we're going to go with... Um, there's, a, there's more starts than sits, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Alan Wynn, Tipperick, Moriarty, yes. Navidi hasn't scored that well. If you have no. to play him, play him. But, you know, I would go with one of the other two first. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do – I'll say this, though. The French have done well against wings. They haven't played that many good wings, though. Right. So, um, Josh Adams, go ahead. I'd oh, still, you have to. That's matchup I'd still sit north. I'd still That's sit north. Be, Adams has to be matchup proof. He's pretty point. much at that point right now. Uh, Davies, yes. I would mm-hmm. not play Hadley Parks, though. Uh, he's not scored as well. Uh, the the one prop that seems to be okay is Wynn Jones. So, mm-hmm. go ahead. If you need a, if you need a prop, there you go. Gareth Davies is a cautious start. Um, they actually do well. They do okay against Scrum House, but he again he might be another guy that's completely matchup proof, and they can probably find ways to score either way. All he's got to get is one of those balls and see ya. Yeah, I mean he's a guy. I have him on my bench for this, mm-hmm. um, and that might be a good spot for him because if he goes off, he'll still get half the points. Right. Um, but you're not you're not wedded to him. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, George North, even Liam Williams, I'd probably go ahead and Pine and Hadley Parks for France. Um, whoever the nine is, go ahead. So Dupont, Saron, Machno, either one, I would bank on them doing well. Uh, the two centers, Fiku and Vakatawa, go ahead. Um, huh, it pains me to say this, but both Lopez and Intimac, the Welsh are stifling fly halves. Mm. And I don't, and again, the French have not played a, a fly half of this level. So I would go ahead and do, go ahead and pine those guys. Vamahina and, um, Gabriela. Neither one of them I would play either. They're highly selected, but again, just not not worth it. The likes of Alan Wynn and, and Jake Ball are really causing problems for the locks, so I would not give them a, a, a start. I'd find other options. Uh, what about Poirot? Um, he, Ask me for a friend. Not Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, bless me. I, I, I want to pick myself a Jefferson Poirot as well. Um, let's have a look. Props. Uh, I don't think they were that bad. I don't think they were that good, but I don't think mm-hmm. they were that bad. Um, the French are they're fifteenth. He's so scoring points. They, they, they're so. they're bottom. They're bottom six. Yeah. So if that's if that's your prop and you you have a a man crush or a crush on him, go for it. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's been. Uh, he's, been, been, been a, a he's been pretty good. He's been Huge yeah. point scorer this yeah. tournament. So. so I'll give I'll give him a, I'll give him a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, again, the second uh, fun rematch. <sighs> Revenge of the South Africans J- from Brighton. Japan versus South Africa. This is going to be, you know, we talked about the yeah, emotion. Classic, yeah. We talked about the emotion in, in uh, Japan versus Scotland. This is going to be on a whole other level because now you have South Africa who are ready to match that because mm-hmm. there's so much more. This is more than just a quarterfinal for them. This is a little bit of uh, revenge too. Uh, and then Japan obviously are, are, are defending their home territory. Right. So. This is go. I, I'm of all these other matches. I'm looking forward to all of them, obviously. But this is the Same. one I cannot wait to see. Yeah, it's, the last, it's the last one of the weekend, isn't it? <laughs> uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, moved away from my notes. Um, so South Africa are going to try to. Uh, my take on this is that they're likely to try to bully Japan. So they're going to use their locks, flankers, and centers and, and really try to punch holes in the defense mm-hmm. um, and then attack wide with, uh, I'm guessing, Colby and Mapimpi yeah. would be their, that those, those have been their, too, yeah. their, their top line wings. Um, Japan are going to do what they've been doing, which is varying their attack across the field and keep the defense guessing. 
uh, try to keep South Africa from really being able to set their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, for for South Africa, uh, I'm starting Etzebeth. Well, I, I'm I'm encouraging you to start Etzebeth. Etzebeth, Diager, any of those guys. Yeah, uh, Japan are twelfth in points against locks. Okay, so that's there. They there. There's a, a, a there's definitely a place there, mm-hmm. um, and they're ninth against the back three. So I, you know, Etzebeth and Kolbe are, are my two guys who I'd be looking at. Um, uh, for as far as. Uh, uh, as, even though I said that the flanker, you know, they'll use the flankers. The flankers don't really fare well against Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, props do, but South African props aren't really the great options for points. So I, I would avoid the flankers and, and basically the entire front row for, for South Africa, uh, including Malcolm Marks, Marks, who's just not scoring well. No, yeah, he hasn't scored as well as I thought he would. Um, for Japan, same as always. Uh, you're st- if, if you have, you know, you need to have on your team, if, whether they're starters or reserves, Hori, Matsushima, Himeno. Like yep. these are guys that that need to be on your roster, and they're mm-hmm. going to be because they're really the engine that that's been driving uh, Japan. And I guess at this point we got to talk about uh, Fukuoka. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if he's going to be started because I mean he seems to have earned his way into the starting role. Well, either him, Lemeki scored well too, right. so either or, might either be, or might be okay. Um, but you know Matsushima is going to be playing, so right. that that's why I would I would there definitely be sold on him. Um, and then uh, Utamura is a guy who I would just kind of. Keep on, you know, don't don't bother putting him on your team. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's good so pl- highly selected. I'm surprised right. by that because he's just not done well. well I had to pick him a couple of times, but it sucked. If he was if he was trustworthy as a kicker, he'd be an excellent option. But he misses too many kicks. Agreed. Um, and and that's and, and if you want a kicker, there's plenty. Of, there's now at this point plenty of options out there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, don't bother. Yeah, with a with a full change that you get to make right now, you can right. you can find you can find one that's better. Okay, and this weekend. We get to start off the the other stuff. There's other back, stuff back across the the universe to to the UK. Um, All right. So we we had two leagues fill up with FR for FRD. That's so amazing. Those you guys are awesome. Thanks for doing that. That that makes me and Ben very happy. Actually, we had one draft this past weekend. Uh, I felt pretty good about it. You did, except one. Except small, for one fuck up that small, I had. Small glitch. <laughs> well, as you said, the, that that mule put us on our ass. And, uh, <laughs> Clearly, I was looking yeah, at. Yeah, was, we did draft after our YouTube live. That's right. true. And, and there I'm seeing uh, Dan Bigger creeping up the the uh, the chart. There, the yeah. chart, and I'm like, oh fuck, I should get Dan Bigger. Not realizing that, oh, I already have George Ford. <laughs> Oops. Uh, whoops. So now I have two two fly halves who are away. Fly I mean, look, in like six weeks. That's going to be great. fucking amazing, but not right now. Not now. <laughs> nope. Um, so so don't draft too drunk. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> George was talking about it. He's like, yeah, I had a couple of work beers. And it didn't go well. <laughs> Pretty much shambles. All right. So I'm going to give uh, the best advice I can for both formats. Um, when it comes to FRD, don't get cute. If you picked a guy high and you and a guy's highly rated, play him. Um, so that's pretty much what comes down to this one. Um, if you picked a guy to be a starter, you're, you're probably starting him unless mm-hmm. you pick somebody that's away right now. But other than that, uh, don't be silly. But um, I'll go down this as, qu- as quickly and not uh, asinine as I can. Uh, Piers O'Connor, both formats, yes. Uh, John Afoa, uh, he's only TRM, yes. Harry Randall, both formats, yep. Uh, Harry Thacker, yes, obviously. Dur, dur, dur. Uh, Charles Pietau, both formats, yes. Nathan Hughes, both formats, yes. Um, big names that I would avoid in both formats. Uh, also, Callum Sheedy, both formats start and Bristol front row start in FRD. Um, big names that that I would avoid um, are names like Dave Atwood and Jordan Crane, both formats. 
Uh, I would also avoid Jan Thomas, who scored fairly well in his time. Uh, but, yeah, nope, not don't start him in TRM. And then Ed Holmes is one of those funny ones where I would say no in Rugby Mag, but, I'd, but he's probably starter-worthy in FRD because you still need – there's eight starters out there right now for FRD, at least, if not ten. Right. And there's a couple of them that aren't in the league right now because they're playing. They're playing in the World Cup, so uh, don't do that. Bath. Big guy, the big guns, Zach Mercer, both both formats are a big thumbs up. Um, Tom Dunn and Nathan Cat both are yeses on that one. And then uh, Freddie Burns, Rock and Dagoonie are both yeses on that one. And then, uh, yeah. And then Charlie Ewells, I would sit in both formats. I would sit the bath front row and sit Will Stewart. I, I got to see it from him first. Yeah. I'm not sure how much he's going to play yet. Right. And uh, Chris Cook. Is a, is an I wouldn't start him. I assume it's going to be Will Chudley, but I wouldn't start him in either format. Um, Will Chudley is a, is a go though. So there you go. There's Bath and Bristol for the opening of the Premiership. On to Exeter versus Quins. Um, this is going to be a tough matchup for both teams. Yep. Um, Exeter have the edge being at home, um, and of course both teams are missing some top players. Mm-hmm. But Exeter have a lot of great options, uh, especially in their forwards because they're a forward heavy team. Right. So. Uh, focus on Exeter's forwards. Uh, Kvesic and Armand um, going to be excellent options in the in, in um, TRM. I'm not sure about FRD. I'm guess I think ultimately one of them is going to score. The other yeah. one probably won't. So you're kind of flipping a coin there. <laughs> um, Gamble the, time. The front rows: uh, Hepburn, Williams, and Yandel. Uh, those are three guys that you should be. You know, if, if if you're looking for the front row for Exeter, you're doing well in FRD for the individual players for for the rugby magazine. Um, those guys will be scoring points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yandel, if you've got him, start him. Uh, first off, you should have him because he's going to, as we talked about before, in in TRM, his value is going to increase because he's going to be the main hooker until right. Luke Cowandicki comes back. So he really doesn't have anybody pushing him. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be, he's going to be the starter. He's going to be playing, getting a lot of minutes, yep. um, bump up his value. And then when, you, when Luke Cowandicki comes back, then evaluate your options. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, he may have given you enough to to sign somebody who will be less of a a, a rotation player. Um, the Quins are are struggling here. They they have a lot of guys. Uh, they're they're key players like Sinclair and Marler who just aren't available for obvious reasons. Yeah, clearly. Um, so <laughs> they're, they're going to be some stupid tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to be leaning on on uh, some. Uh, uh, they're going to have to trust some players, and I think that's probably not going to go the best for them against Exeter in Exeter. Against Exeter, probably not. No. Um, so if, if you are if you really want some Quins, um, you're looking at Dombrant. He will be lead on heavily for some tough yards. Yep, no doubt. Um, Clifford and Laude, too. So really, the, basically, their, their, back, their back row are going to be the, the, the focus, yeah. I think, of their offensive attack, as well as their just their backs. Um, you got Danny Kerr will probably be firing the ball out. Um, Mike Brown and Nathan Earl. Uh, should be putting up points because they're going to mm-hmm. have to be the ones attacking in space. Um, we off we of know those. Earl's healthy. Right. Okay. Well, I assume Earl's I, healthy. I, I haven't seen anything that says he's not, but, man, that was a pretty gruesome injury last yeah. year. But so I assume he's – My my assumption is he's healthy. Again, we're doing this check. before we know the teams keep, are out. Keep going. Uh, I haven't I'll, seen I'll any check. news about that. Um, and then for the Quins, just avoid everyone else. Um, mm-hmm. And for Exeter – What about Marcus Smith? Uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Marcus Smith's out there. Um, but I think if you uh, if you have him, you, you, he'll do okay. I, I think there are better options at fly half. 
Um, okay. So I, I I wouldn't assume that people would have him. And if you, if you have him, he's not a bad option for the game, but I think you probably have better options available. So, so it's ma- not... So it's, maybe for FRD, go ahead. But For not, FRD, go ahead. But not TRM. Not TRM. Okay. If you're, you have TRM, then, then you you definitely have better options available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Exeter, for SITS, just avoid their backs for now until they get things sorted out. That, yeah, they're, they're back, that's true. So their back line is a shit show. Um, I, I'm, Especially without Slade back there. Yeah. Um, or Noel. Or Noel. You're right. <laughs> There's a lot of guys that, that just... There's some guys that definitely make things and, go back and there. And Hoggy. They don't have... Yeah. And that'll be fun when he comes back, obviously. Right. Um, well, at this point, they're missing Cordero, I guess I would say, until Hoggy comes to replace him. Yeah, but, basically. So they're, they're missing a lot of the guys who are their, their quick strike guys. Um, so I, I'm looking to Exeter to just uh, pound this, pound this, pound this. Yeah. All right. All right. For the Saracens, uh, our boys. Ha <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Back to defend the crown and to piss everybody off at the same time because it seems that people are really pissy when it comes to the Saracens. Um, so I'll try and state the obvious names that you need to know about and whether you're questioning yourself, start or sit. Uh, ben Spencer, Tompkins, Alex Good, Alex Lazowski, and Will Skelton are all yeses in both formats. Uh, Saris front row is a big yes. Um, there's a couple of names that you're probably going to scratch your head about. Rhodes, Malins, and Isikwe, I would start in TRM, but I would not start in FRD. You have better, you have better options in FRD with, with only two with only needing two loose forwards. Um, again, Jackson Ray, both formats don't. Uh, Matt Gallagher and Ben Earl, again, both formats are, are a big N-O. Sorry, guys. Um, and then we have for the Saints. Um, there's actually a lot of names that are thumbs up for both formats here. Naya Ravoro, Collins, Tamana Harrison, Hutch, Durr, um, Alex Mitchell, yes, for sure. Saints front row, I would do I would definitely do. And Dave Ribbons for, for the Saints as well as a as a starter for FRD and TRM. Definitely start both of them. Um, there's a couple guys in the eh format. So I would go TRM for Gibson, yes, but FRD no. And then um, Grayson, I think, is going to be the fly half in this game. I wouldn't start him in either format, honestly. Um, I know the Saracens generally give the halfbacks fits. Uh, not halfbacks, but fly half fits, sorry. Uh, Dingwall and Tom Wood are both guys that I would definitely not want to want to start at, the, at this point. I, I got to see it from both of them. Tom Wood's a fantastic player, don't get me wrong. But this is fantasy, and you know this is business. You don't you don't mess around with that stuff. So I would say a big no to Mr. Tom Wood. Worcester versus Leicester. Um, Leicester are going to be missing four of their top five returning point scorers from last year uh, for the World Cup. That's uh, Ford, Dan Cole, Johnny May, and Calamifoni. Plus, they're missing Ben Youngs, Genj, and, and Tuolagi. Yep. So who knows what's going to replace them for now? Um, Good luck figuring that one out. West Worcester are missing Talfetti and Fido. Well, they haven't even got yet, but yeah. that not really big losses for them. So, so you wouldn't see too much. You wouldn't know what the difference a, was, oh, is right. at this point, anyway. So, I, at this point with Leicester, at this point, I'm saying don't start anybody. If you're okay. looking at starting a, a Leicester player in in um, in TRM, mm-hmm. uh, make better decisions. Okay. Um, for now, or at least hold off on that. Yeah. Um, so maybe some of the higher end FRD right. players for, that are for FRD. I, I still don't know. I I, I probably would. Not if asking uh, for a friend, tell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you could do worse, yeah. It's not like, I mean, you know, if, if that's your option, that's your option. It's not, it's okay. not a bad, it's not bad. It's just, um, if you have a better option, I would go with that. I have other options, it's okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So for for Worcester though, it's yep. it's like a pick 'em here. <laughs> um, <laughs> they do have some good scores. Leicester were terrible against Flyhead last year, so Weir is a great start. Yeah, there you um, go. Hugard, Sam Lewis, Ryan Mills, Marco Mama, basically whoever you have for FRD or TRM mm-hmm. for for uh, Worcester, just fucking start them because they they they're, they're probably going to put up a little bit of points. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the sits though. I would look at at maybe the back three players. That's who I would kind of pull back on. Okay. Um, uh, Leicester were decent against back three players last year, um, and they might not even play a factor given that the one through twelve or one through thirteen, sorry, uh, could just be carving up the Leicester defense. So they might not there even need to have their back three even pull, standing, you know, uh, doing anything other than standing there taking up space and looking pretty with their back hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All uh, right, uh, Sale and Gloucester. So there's some there's some there's a lot of names in this in this match uh, that will be rolled out because these teams have some good players that have not gone away. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they lucked out a little bit. Um, the big names for the Sale Sharks that you'll probably ask yourself about: uh, Beaumont, Curry, both formats. Yes, uh, Ross Harrison and TRM. Yep, Will Cliff. I would go with him because obviously Fab to Clerk's gone. Uh, Sam James. Yes, Solomona Hammersley. John Ross, Byron McWiggan, who's going to be an angry, angry man. Yes, he is. Stardom. Um, some big names that I would probably pine. I would pine the sale front row and FRD mm. if you can help it. Um, Marlon Yard, I got to see it from him while it, yeah. well, until until he comes back to form. Uh, James Phillips, I would I would sit him. And then there's some kind of funny ones like Will Cliff. I would I would start in TRM, but I would not start him in FRD. Hopefully, you have a better option than mm-hmm. that. Um, Couple guys that I still need to see it, uh, a guy I definitely need to see it from in both formats, um, or at least in TRM is JL Dupria. FRD, he's probably you probably drafted him as a starter, so you're kind of stuck with him. So go ahead, you, you just mitigate your expectations. Bryn Evans, again, he was actually okay in TRM last year, but I don't know about mm-hmm. this year. So FRD, he's probably a starter because I think he's a second row. So yeah, you got to roll him out there. He's higher. He's one of the higher end ones. But again, just don't don't mess about with it when it comes to TRM. You there's other options available, I promise, and they're probably cheaper. <laughs> Gloucester, oh yes, there are so many games that you can probably count on for their both formats here. Um, Banahan, Morgan, Atkinson, Ackerman, Woodward, Thorley, Cipriani, Ed Slater, Charlie Sharples, Billy Twelve Trees. Start them all, both formats. Fraser Balmain, start them in TRM. Start the Gloucester front row. Um, Tom Hudson, Lewis Ludlow, Freddie Clark are my only um, no 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 goes in both formats. Joe Simpson, start him in TRM, sit him in FRD, which is bad news for me because I think <laughs> I have to start him. Whoops, <laughs> oops, Daisy. So this will be interesting. The Wasps versus, versus the London Irish. I'm I'm excited to see what they do. Right. So it's it's really hard to tell. Actually, you know, so I wrote my notes. My original note was hard to tell what the Irish will bring. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's hard to tell what the the wasps are going to bring at this point because they have They've fucking injuries turnover. out the ass. Yeah, and they turn turnover too. And turnover. Um, so stick with the players who are likely to get points for both teams. Um, for so for the wasps, you're looking at uh, Cruz, uh, Nizam Carr, mm-hmm. um, Gaskell. Since Roland's going to be out, Gaskell will be getting a, a, a heavy workload. Basically, the Will Roland's right. workload. Um, Robson and Sopwaga should put up some good points. Yeah, I'm sure Sopwaga will come good this year. Um, yeah, and I would, you know, especially looking for him to, to as a kicking option. Um, yep, which is yeah, what really he'll be give, one of the more accurate that's gonna, kickers in the, in the league. Yeah, sure, and that's so. that's what's going to give him his value in something like um, in, in uh, FRD in, the, in a draft for, the draft format, right? Where he's probably not 
you're not going to have too many tens that are going to be big time try scorers. So a kicker like Sopoaga is a guy you might want to look into. Mm. Um, Fekitoa and De Jong could make quite a good a good pairing, uh, but we don't know yet. Um, Agreed. So that's one of those monitor that if you don't if you have them, I I would recommend playing them if you don't have a better option. That's not you don't have any worry about that. If if they're just especially in a, a the rugby magazine format, uh, have them on your watch list uh, because Agreed. those are guys who who could be putting up points mm-hmm. based on what's around them. Uh, for the Irish, um, Sean o- really I'm looking at Sean O'Brien and Curtis Rona. As long as he's as long as he's healthy, right? That's one that's the one guy I, th- I was thinking of actually. Um, Wasps give up po- uh, points to locks and flankers, but I'm not sure how many Irish would be better options than than than, than others right. that are this available. Might be a so wait and see thing. Yeah. Um, for the sits, if you have anybody on the Wasps for your team, start them. Um, again, not only are the Irish new, but they still have a uh, new to the well, re- new to return to the Premiership. But they have a lot of guys who still aren't back yet from from the World Cup. Right. So the Wasps have a, a really good, even with their injuries, uh, Wasps have a, a good opportunity here to put up points, no matter who they are, who's on who they're on the field. You, you you might you know it's worth the start mm-hmm. for the Irish. Um, Patty Jackson shouldn't be on your team or their team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no argument out of me. Um, so basically, uh, sit anyone whose name, definitely sit anyone whose name is not O'Brien or Rona. Because what about the hollow? I, I don't know. I have to see it first. Okay, fair it, enough. It's one of those. It's not, I'm not saying that they're bad players. I just don't know how they're going to work together. Whereas uh, I think as long as they're healthy, um, O'Brien, obviously, you know, the opposite mm-hmm. flanker is gonna gonna give you some tackle points, right? Uh, and they'll have plenty of opportunity against wasps. And I think uh, Rona is gonna do the same. Okay, fair point. All right, so this brings us to our starts and sits of the week for both formats and and uh, both competitions. So my start of the week for the Rugby World Cup met, uh, TRM. If he plays, Scott Barrett, he's been on fire, and these get, and the Irish give up a lot of points to Locks, which is surprising. So. Go ahead, Scotty Barrett's been on fire and play him. And then for Premiership, start of the week for both formats. Hard to ignore Ben Spencer. Really hard to ignore Ben Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> so just go ahead and roll him out there for both formats and feel feel good about it too. Maybe even captain him in TRM. Uh, for my my start of the week, um, and, and it, it's going to be a little bit odd, I think. But uh, and and we'll see if and I'm assuming he's playing and I'm assuming he's starting because you. You don't not start him. Mm-hmm. Um, is Mako Vunapola okay? Because um, I, th- I think he's going to be a terror these next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, he's um, probably motivated. And if not, then it's going to be. You, I'm just going to roll back to the the old standard of Maru Itoji, who's going to get you a lot of points. Okay, there you go. Um, for uh, Premiership, uh, again, it's a little bit tougher. Um, but I would go with Rory Hutchinson. I think okay. he's going to be motivated. Good pick. He's got uh, yeah. There's a little bit of uh, of of uh, players that are missing, so he's going to be picking up a lot of other people's work mm-hmm. as far as uh, carries and meters. Um, so I think I think Hutch is going to have himself a little bit of a day. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm <laughs> and that that goes for both formats. I could see him putting to, one or two over. Hard pressed to argue with that one. Uh, my sit of the week for the Rugby World Cup will be Mr. Will Guinea. I unfortunately I anticipate that he's going to be the starter for Australia. If he's not, then okay, but uh, I wouldn't start with Nick White either. But um, Will Guinea is definitely going to be my set of the week. He's had some really rough games against the higher-end competition in this in this thing, and I would not pick him as your scrum half, and I would really, really seek other options. I might take Nagari over him, honestly. So there you go. Um, I sit for <laughs> – you're going you're gonna to laugh at this one. My sit of the week for the premiership is actually Don Armand. 
That's I just, not, yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't, so in, in FRD, I don't know um, if he does enough to get, to get, garner the points with right. other options out there. Right. And then TRM, you have so, you have such a litter of options out there. And he's probably one of the more expensive ones on top of that. He's not super expensive, but again, you could probably find somebody cheaper and or for the same price and it wouldn't be so bad. So, uh, uh, Armin's definitely a wait and see. So set him. So for, um, as we go for the, the world cup, uh, my sit of the week, and I, I mentioned it before and I, you know, I like to, uh, I, I, I was wrong last week when I picked Johnny Sexton. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had we had a conversation about that on we, the live. <laughs> we did, um, but this time I'm going with Rory Best. Yeah, um, love Absolutely. the guy. I, I just think he's going to have a little bit of a he's going to be riding the struggle bus this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody you should probably steer clear of. There's again, you have plenty of other options. Yeah. Um, they'll do better for you. It's not that I think Rory Best is going to suck. It's just that I think you, he's not somebody you want on your There's team. There's at least week. two better options that you at can put easily. on your bench and start. So. Um, no joke. And then we go to the the um, premiership, and this is going to be a tough one because again, all these guys are are away, um, still, and uh, I hadn't this. <laughs> You're good. Uh, so I would go with pretty much anybody from Leicester. I really would not. I, I would I would stay away from them uh, yeah. just for for now. Anybody, anybody in particular that, that comes to mind in terms of both, like either both formats or one particular format? Um, really, the well, first off, for for uh, the rugby, I'm sorry, not for FRD, their front row. Just okay. do not touch their front row. They have too many guys who are out um, and, and and not around. Um, for FRD, uh, I'm sorry, for yeah. for TRM, let me. Uh, go Those check. that don't know, TRM is the rugby magazine. We're just calling it TRM because. It's We're easy. lazy. <laughs> you you put it the better way, probably. <laughs> so for um, Lester in TRM, mm-hmm. um, really, I'm guessing Tom Youngs is going to be their hooker. Okay. And, yeah, you're probably right. And uh, again, the the big thing with that is, you know, they have Callum Green at at um, second row. Yeah, at second row. But is that like is that going to be enough? And um, he's new to the team, if I'm not mistaken. He was yeah, a transfer, so who knows what kind of uh, connection he's going to have mm-hmm. um, for the lineouts. I, I don't know that he's going to be putting up the same kind of points that he did before. Fair enough. All right, all right. Let's do pick them, and then we can GTFO here. Let all these nice people go and do what they're going to do today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hopefully, they're doing it while they're listening to us, yeah. not the, the doing what they need to do. <laughs> Phrasing. I realize our voices are very sexy, but uh, mm. <laughs> no knocking this, boots while you're listening to the this, pod. This is this is not the reason that I would be listening <laughs> to this pod. All right. Uh, so let's start with the World Cup quarterfinals. Uh, England, Australia. England. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. Australia was never. You know, they're they're in the top eight, but really only because of default. <laughs> the way that yeah, things almost right. just about there. Um, the Kiwis and the Irish, I think I know where you're leaning. You know, I, this is a tough one. I, I'm, I haven't even made a decision on this yet, so I'm kind of going off, off the, uh, I think Ireland are going to do it again. You think they do it twice As much as I, I'm going back, I know I said that, um, Ireland are not going to make it out of the quarters, but I also didn't expect them to be playing <laughs> New Zealand. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the irony of, of this is, they can get. the irony of this is that I, 
New Zealand is the one team that we know Ireland can beat. Mm-hmm. And will they do it? I, I'm going to I'm gonna say they do. It would be very interesting for the rest of the tournament if that's what happens. So I'm going with the, the what would make things interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, All Blacks. Yeah. Because sem- to my semifinals. So I'll go with New Zealand. And if I'm wrong, oh, well, then... We get ourselves a hell of a quarter, yeah. <laughs> a hell of a semifinal for a team, and we get a new world champion as well. Right, uh, Japan and the Sapas. I oh, see this is the same thing. This this the that pool really fucked up my my predictions <laughs> um, because I did not expect Japan to be playing South Africa again. No, a lot of people didn't, and oh no, nobody did. <laughs> um, a lot of people didn't. <laughs> uh, but J- J- Japan versus South Africa, I. I I want Japan to win, so but I'm gonna. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna go with my head on this one, yeah. like I did earlier, um, and I'm gonna say South Africa. Yeah, I uh, they they played earlier in the warmups. I'm gonna give it to South Africa too. It's it pains me, mm-hmm. but I think I have to give it to the box. All right, Welsh and Fr- the Welsh and the French. Um, geez, this is gonna be a tough one. Uh, but I'm I'm not saying the 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 Welsh do look in pretty good form. I think we can count on two Northern Hemisphere teams either way, being in the sem being in the um being in the quarter semifinals at, at least. Right. And this obviously this is two Northern Hemisphere teams, but I think the Welsh will be the one that represents them. So. So here's the big question. We've we've talked about it constantly mm-hmm. throughout a bunch of diff- across competitions. Have the French had their one game yet? Probably not, because they they probably they might have done it against England, but we don't know. Right. So at that point, it's like so, I don't know, because they almost had a banana peel against both us and Tonga. Right. So my question is: did, did France has not had their one game yet, and have mm-hmm. Wales looked that dominant that we can just automatically pick them over a team like France? I don't think they've been that dominant, but they had a semi-convincing win against Australia, who was a decent team. But, but I, I rank France well ahead of Australia. Okay. So I'm going to go with France here. I think France rock up, get a little bit of revenge for the Six Nations. Mm-hmm. and Because, uh, again, that was a that was a match until Vahamina... <laughs> Through that stupid Fasted? pass. Yeah. Vahamina, eat every, every ball you get. Don't pass <laughs> it. Just eat it. <laughs> and I, I, I just I think uh, uh, this is, to me, it's a coin flip. Um, but I, I, so, but my prediction yeah. is that France put together their one game of the tournament okay. and, and take it. Okay. All right. To the premiership. Um, same fixtures last year that we opened with Bristol and Bath. Bath pulled off. Bristol, Bristol have the same result. Um, for me, I think Bath know what they're getting into this time around and didn't understand what they were getting into last time. Yeah. And I think they pull, I think they get the win. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I I'm going the other way. Yeah, you I think go Bristol. I'm going Bristol. I think uh, again they got their guys. They still have their players. Um, a lot of their players, yeah. And uh, that they, they they've had that year. I think that they've impro- they improved a lot last year as it went on. Um, oh no doubt. And I think I I think that they're going to be in a position to to know what they need to do to compete at a high level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, Exeter at Sandy Park against the Quins. I don't like the Quins. I know Exeter are at home. I'm going to pick, pick Exeter. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I mean, we as we talked about, Exeter have a they're they're winning the, this matchup mm-hmm. across you know, well one through eight, and I think that'll be enough for them to yeah, win. I'll probably do it. Um, Allianz Park brings Harry's in Northampton, which is usually a pretty good match, but 
I'm going to back the boys in black and, and say it's uh, it's Saracens taking home. I will too. I I think that's the difference in this game is uh, home versus away. I, I yeah, you're probably right. Worcester and Leicester. Worcester at home. Oh, here's the thing, and I wanted to talk about it before, but I didn't want to get into it before we got to this. Worcester have a limited number of points that they know they can nick because of World Cup and Six Nations and all that. And this is a team that they need to be able to pip in order to even have a chance at surviving. So I'll give it. To, I'll give this to them because it's home opener and, and it's the opener for the Premiership. Yeah, I know they didn't Prem Cup, but nobody gives a shit. No. Um, so I'm going to back the Warriors. I will too. Um, this Leicester is so depowered. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, we, we, we talked all last year about how Worcester's one bugaboo has been finishing. Like, they were great at line breaks but couldn't finish. Um, and I'm, I'm my my the, and the question is, can they can they translate those into tries instead of uh, mm-hmm. just long runs and then changes of possession? Um, and I think that Leicester, even if they are able to turn it over, won't be able to keep it. And I think that eventually Worcester will turn that into points. Uh, I, Leicester are just far too depowered without mm. their just their top line players too many of their top line players right. are, are everything that makes them lester is not they're missing available it. they're missing it right now yeah <laughs> um gloucester sale sale at, in gloucester at the aj bell um gloucester are missing very few guys right so i'm gonna go ahead and pick the cherry and whites i am not gonna pick against them in this match i figured as much I think there's they have and they have motivated guys like Danny Cipriani who were mm-hmm. going to be showing off for the New England coach. Yep, whoever it may be, whoever it may be, he he wants to put on some some good tape and and it took them it took Gloucester's backline a little while to gel last year mm-hmm. with Cipriani and understand what Agreed. he was doing with the ball, but they figured it out at the end. And to have Edkinson and Twelve Trees and Sharples and Thorley and Woodward all still there and yeah, all available for this match. That's pretty starting back line right there. Uh, and, pretty good. And they still have Ben Morgan, mm-hmm. who well, when they, they want to go, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pass it out. Oh, and then we have Morgan to, to really power over your yeah, wing out there. Bully uh, you yeah. away. Yeah. yeah I, good yeah. stuff. Um, and then Wasp and Irish. Um, we talked about the, the Irish are going to take a little bit to gel. Uh, I think this is a little too ungelled for them and the Wasps at home will will take this one. Yeah. Wasps are a bit of a motivated team. They feel like last year was a disappointment. So, I think uh, with their new signings and some of the some of the anger from last year, they're going to be able to hang on to it. Right. I the Irish just like Leicester without their best players from the World Cup are are no are certainly no better than a, a prem mm-hmm. cup team or the uh, I'm sorry, the a Champions Cup team or whatever. Like they're, they're not a championship team, yeah. Yeah, they're not that one. <laughs> they're not a premiership team right now. Nope, not yet. Um not yet. Not until they get their guys back in jail, so I think it's easy wasps. Yep. Okay. So that is the first one for Pick'em. That's the quarterfinal. It's gonna be a lot of fun this weekend. Um a lot of rugby to watch this weekend. Yeah, loads of rugby to watch. I'm gonna be freaking overdosed by the time Monday rolls around. Uh Make sure you please review us. Send us an email. Send us a tweet if you have a question because, obviously, once the lineups come out, we can have more information. Uh, I'll put everything I can up on in graphic form. Uh, thank you to the folks that were willing to fill two teams for us, which was great. Thank God. Um, I never thought we'd have that much interest in 
our podcast leagues. I realized we opened them up to a lot of people, but still people, there were people that were like, Hey, I want to get into your league, which was something I never thought we'd have. Right. <laughs> so I was like, uh, yeah, we filled a league. Do you guys want to try again? Yeah, sure. Right, and nice. sure enough. in like in two days we filled it. Yeah. Jared so. was texting me today. He's like, dude, get in the league. I'm like, I haven't even seen a link yet. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's, that's pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm super happy about that. Uh, review us rate us all that stuff uh it helps us because we want to know what you guys think and whether you guys think we're a bunch of helmets or if you think that we might have something going here i don't know um we did get one email that uh, seemed very impressed with our rankings which for frd i was just like <laughs> your funeral <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we did frd for for super rugby so this is our first go around with with that format as far the, the for points prim, format yeah. yeah for yeah first time we've done frd for premiership but that's okay um, other than that, uh, you know, again, thank you to the guys that helped us out on Saturday and were willing to hang out with us and, and make it, make it a fun day for, yeah. for Ben and I, and, you know, get us a little bit, you know, shit faced, <laughs> lack of a better term, <laughs> but that was awesome. Uh, we'll be back next week and it'll be semifinal time by that time, by that time when it rolls around. So, uh, everybody enjoy the semifinals, enjoy the opening weekend of the premiership and we will uh, talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Later. Cheers. Cheers.